Welcome into Rossi on Wrestling, the greatest hour that you will spend in your Apple iTunes uh, podcast application or uh, Google Play or whatever other pod, Podbean or whatever. This, this podcast just goes out there. I only put it into one site, but it's out there. Oh, Tewksbury. Yeah, we, I don't like to give away too much here. Oh, We're sorry, giving, yeah, yeah. That's where the studio is. That's where the, that's studio, where the studio, studio is. studio is. I'm Jason. But make Ro- some noise yep. and clap for your host, Jason. Rossi. Well, what were you? You can't come to you? All right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that great introduction. Yes, I am Jason Rossi. With me, as always, my tag team partner on the podcast and in the podcast sphere, Billy D. Billy, you seem fired up. You sm- you're yes. smiling. Yes, you have absolutely. You to your step. You didn't start the podcast with some negative BS. No, not at all. And I'm, I apologize because I can see the audio spike where I did the, oh, Tewksbury. We'll clean that up I, in I post. I got to back up. We'll the, clean that up in post. Back up the mic. But you know what? I'm actually pleasantly surprised by some of wrestling this week. It was it was kind of enjoyable. And we're going to get to that major week we got here as we close out um, February. And if you didn't know, if you don't watch every WWE um, program, program there it's Black History Month. Oh, my and, God. And it, I they, mean, not not to say that in a bad way. No. Like, it's just they, they hit you over the head. But with the, in the oddest things, they just showed this like one trip, like eight superstars went on to like museums. It's like, yeah. How about we do? I really liked what they did in the past when they used to do like specialty packages about, you know, oh, no. African American and black st- superstars from the past. I think it's all great, but a friend of mine posed this question to me. What do you think Martin Luther King would think that the WWE thinks so highly of him? It's just kind of like from what Vince McMahon had once said backstage, he dropped, oh, know, yeah. kind of he, a, he, an he, he dropped word. the big bomb. He dropped the bomb. Boom. And for them to be all about, my, which is great. I applaud it, and they should be. It's just Shock one of those value. things where it's like, uh, Vince. You kind of did that backstage, and you, I think you just want people to forget about it? I sure think he does, and there's, we're going to give you 10 things he wants you to forget about, and that's the, what we'll get to in our main event. How, to this day, 2019, he's a huge uh, MLK fan. He talks about it. There's, there's audio of Vince McMahon back in the day talking about how he's such an inspiration. He should be to all of us. Don't get me wrong. But we have yet to have a black WWE champion. And my only question and the only thing I can think about it is, is it a coincidence? We'll find out. We're going to give you 10 opportunities where the WWE could have pulled the trigger. I'll pose the question to Billy, which one of those should have been the time? And then who will be the first WWE black champion? It's SOS. I've beaten Shelton. (laughs) It could be, but there's a lot of news to get to with him as well. Worldwide Wrestling News. Roman Reigns is in... Remission. The big dog. The big dog was back. Roaring ovation. We'll get to some of this in our Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from the Week in WWE. It It was awesome. I fucking loved it. It was a great moment, and I was totally against it. But you know what? Wrestling is best when it's kind of real. And this was was real, and you could feel it. Goosebump moment. It was awesome. You could tell he was happy. And, you know, again, it's one of those things. It sucked it happened. I'm glad it's in remission. And now... This could be, like, I've always said, when you watch him on the network, especially in, like, that Countdown show, oh, where he was just excellent. Joe. Yeah. He was just a guy that watched wrestling, loved it growing up, and he was just a regular guy. It was great, and I think that's what he's kind of going to become now, and I hope that's what he is. Because that's a great—he's just so natural like that. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, 
for like they, he did a good job I thought of kind of keeping you like where are we going here but he was just so you could see the smile wouldn't come off his face he, he couldn't get over the fact that he was there I thought when he hugged his mom there for an extended long period of time I did question where are we going here like David Arquette what was he doing there but yeah, that was weird I was I like he wrestles now yeah he sure does he does like death matches like a maniac but I, I did such a question so, like refreshing it but, was nice but for a minute I was like is he gonna is this gonna be anything bad could this be something bad because they did have the Good Morning America booked the day before so you knew so I'm like they didn't do that for Daniel Bryan maybe they felt like they missed the boat what, where is this going I mean I watched it after so I knew I was out to dinner when it actually happened hot but- date sure Ooh, uh, <laughs> it was a date it was a date so um, did you get any I got a good steak it was great oh nice um, was it rare in the middle a little bit did you get in there <laughs> so yeah so Roman Reigns you know but no 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 it was like it, I could tell and I, obviously I had known because I had checked my phone a few times sure I knew that it was good news but I think when I when I saw him come out I was like he's back like I knew he was back but you could just see in his face he was so happy to be there and you're not you're gonna be a little bit more tentative like Daniel Bryan when he came out there was a reluctance to it yeah this but, I, but don't forget that year before that when Daniel Bryan did the same thing and had said I'm not retiring yeah. I'm gonna be in the world I'm like yeah and then the next year like is he gonna is he gonna do that? And he's like, I'm retiring. I can't fly anymore, and my dreams are crushed. And I was like, Oh, this is really sad. And then when you found out behind the scenes that Vince McMahon almost pushed that agenda along way too early, that's what made me nervous about this. Because clearly Vince McMahon, from all the reports we're hearing backstage, we'll get some backstage news in just a minute, pushed this event up. This was not scheduled to happen in February, one way or another. Like he probably got good news. They were probably on the track. Clearly he'd been working out. He doesn't he looks leaner, but not to that point where it's like you haven't been. He looks active. good and I was very shocked to see him make moves that night, like get out in the ring and do yeah. stuff. So that's awesome. Uh I think I, I was just very happy and I was totally against this. I was like, you should make it a surprise. You should make him come back. And it was a great. The company's moment. on the position for yeah. that. That's the problem. Even with the still, guys. Yeah, even still, it was it was the right call. It, it was perfect. And it was really good to see the first opening thing, no interruptions. You, there was no wrestling like WWE spin to it. It was him making his announcement, feeling good as he was leaving. Seth Rollins did come out to give him like a hug and kind of touch upon their, you know, connection as brothers. And there was a tease with Dean Ambrose, we'll get to in a little bit. But he I, I just I feared the worst. I'm happy about the best. I am a little concerned in, in just a little bit that it's like, is he, we going right back to action? Because what would be really smart on WWE's part is to still separate him from the ring. I highly doubt that's going to happen, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But I think that would be their best move because we are on this clear track to WrestleMania. We have a couple things lined up. Are we, though? Well, we were on the road to <laughs> we're WrestleMania. We're on a road to WrestleMania, but we're not on any sort of clear track. Well, the, Everything is murky. We don't have really any match booked besides one that does. It's not promoted. We have, we have three matches, I think, officially booked. Uh, well, two matches officially booked. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Yes. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, kind of. No, but that is like our marquee. She dropped the tile. But I'm just saying they showed these things. These things so are happening. literally you have one, one firm match. And the one firm match? Four, five, six weeks, seven, what is it, eight? I don't even know. I uh, know, last six weeks. Six weeks you have one match that's But because you have a pay-per-view in a week and a half. I know, but still at least you have Fast something. Fast lane. Going it should be called slow lane. Uh, it should be called passing it lane. Should be, and I think they, Click it or ticket. Sm- I think smack Red light. Oh. <laughs> SmackDown is doing this and we'll get into it, but they're treating, I think, this pay-per-view a little bit like another SmackDown. (laughs) I kind of see what you mean. Which is a better way to do it when you have this roadblock, which it used to be called. I liked roadblock. Well, whatever. That's when Dean Ambrose almost won the title. When you have that in between this and... Dean Solova, by the way. (laughs) He is. He's the guy's oversell. Oh, my God. Love him. 
and it, over on his way out, the perfect way for Dean Ambrose to go, the, his like biggest shine in a long time. But he's just he's so good. Like, ah, he's fine. And when he talks, it grabs my attention like nobody else in the whole company. He yeah. is the best. I think he might be the most natural on the mic, and that's no lie. Like just natural, not even close. Just natural. No. He it was, when he was doing the heel stuff a few months ago, terrible. When he when he did on Monday, when he just interrupts Elias, like uh, just natural. I just feel like that's who he is. I don't know. Miz is natural. Daniel Bryan's natural. Like Randy yeah, but Orton's I think natural. he's no, Randy Orton's not natural. Randy yeah, Orton just stands around he's good but he's different anyways um here's another big news especially what we do but when it comes to podcasts the biggest podcast probably inspiration for a lot of podcasts bruce pritchard yeah he's falling off a cliff to me <laughs> rehired by the wwe and reportedly will be in a high creative role yeah this is the problem with wwe they make their moves on everything way too late they well, waited to move on braun Bruce Pritchard was really hot. Like, Is he still in the right company? Ago. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but like Bruce Pritchard's podcast, I feel like the air has let out. And it was ever since really? that podcast we went to live. I feel oh, like they just hurt. mail it in. So I feel like we definitely, no- you definitely officially saw the worst probably live kind of podcast you'll ever see. We saw JR live, funny, loose, just kind of chill, a guy up there oh, he was enjoying great. himself. I saw Bruce Pritchard and Conrad the first time around with my wife right before TLC when that was in Boston, and it was great at the House of Blues. We saw them at the Kowloon, one of the best places in, in anywhere to go or to have a nice drink, and to see a spot, like they did this thing where they opened up two rooms. I've never seen anything like it. And Conrad just comes off his honeymoon. He's on his phone the whole time. 90% of the time, head down in phone. And Bruce is doing his best to, like, carry the show. But it's like, he's not supposed to carry the show. Conrad carries the show. He's the shtick. Yeah. And it didn't work. It was terrible. Bruce and Pritchard, ever since then, I've had a hard time listening to them. Oh, I still, I'm an, a loyal listener week in, week out. Except for, like, I didn't listen to Gorilla Monsoon. That's no offense to Gorilla Monsoon. I just... I See, have to be in the I would listen to because I you love should because I, I heard most of it and Mean Gene but like those ones I wasn't like following along during that like I, I was too young in a sense to hear all those backstories but I love it love his passion behind it but so high creative position high creative position person. and it's going to tie into some of these changes and we'll get to that in a second but so he's in high creative position and what it looks like here's the two by things. the way bad fucking move he's old well the one thing and actually Rich Keith brought this up to me that you have said you he, bring was, up, he was always with the slow times. Every time it's like, that was a bad story. Yeah, that's when I was in creative. That's a good story. Well, I wasn't in creative. Yeah, I was out on that one. I was just paying talent. It's like, it is so funny that you've said that several times on this podcast. And it's scary because, yes, he's coming back into that role, which I actually still think is a good thing for different reasons. But the one thing that stood out to me is, yeah, he's been in there for all the ballots. And they just put out an Undertaker, 2004 to 2006 podcast, last week's podcast. Really good. Interesting time for the Undertaker. But there was a lot of, like, lulls there. And he booked almost 100% of it. When he talks, I've listened to him and I've listened to Bischoff. I actually still like the Bischoff one because I feel like Bischoff gets story. And I feel like he'd get it even more now being out of it for so long and doing real television. Yeah. He gets how a story is told. And Bruce Pritchard kind of gets the old wrestling stuff and how to book stuff old style. That's but what I think I'm hoping. you need the old and the new. And they seem to just have like fucking Michael Hayes, Vince McMahon, and now Bruce Pritchard just booking old school. Well, and that's not what I want. I want both to meet in the middle and that's where you're going to get a good story. So here's a conspiracy. Why not? Why did they bring him back? Well, because I spend my days working hard. They're over. So they how about this? In. Could it be... What is the Undertaker? What is the news we broke a couple weeks ago? Well, broke. Uh, with the news he's we reported. Now or he's well, he's, he's going off to do. Appearances. Yeah, it's StarCast the same weekend as AEW. Conrad's the one who books that. Oh, so they want to get you think him away from AEW? You think he's not just that, but you think this is this going to be the death of something to wrestle? Is this the end of the podcast? It might be. I think it might have to be. So you think Vince, we know he's spiteful, would sign him and be like, Bruce, you're now here, done with that. 
Probably. I mean, if you make them a good enough offer, if you make anybody a good enough I just offer, they're going to do it. It's gonna be so I will say that if you listen to both podcasts, just come exclusively here. We bring yeah. more energy to you every week. I'm yeah. sorry. And we don't pretend like we know more than we already do. No, I do. I was kidding. I think we both. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then other things. Too. So WWE, a lot of changes backstage. Arn Anderson had been released from his deal. So he's been a backstage agent involved in you know some of the traveling with different superstars, agent for matches. He's out. Ty Dillinger, as we already know, Hideo Itami, and now TJP all released from their contracts with WWE, which is very good news for those guys. I mean, it's good news for most of them. I don't really care about TJP, Itami has disappointed me greatly when I've seen him in the ring lately, and I love Ty Dillinger. By the way, Ty Dillinger kept it on the DL, him and Peyton Royce. Shout out to him. He has just become even cooler in my mind because she is one of the hottest women alive. So, way to go, Ty Dillinger, on all fronts. Ty Dillinger went 10, 10, 10. Wish you nothing but the best. There's a guy they completely dropped the ball with, by the way. Absolutely. Over character in NXT, brought him up a little too soon, did nothing with him. Cool Royal Rumble appearance. Second time around, no thanks, did nothing. Couldn't tell you. I don't think he was in one storyline. He was in the Randy Orton one for like a hot minute. But like that was, I don't even call that a storyline. That was like a couple matches for the U.S. title. Yeah. And there's a title you forget about. Um, Not good this match week. this week though. Um, you know, well actually real quick, Matt Riddle came out actually. Well, he came I, out a lot. Oh, I've, I've heard, <laughs> and I've heard it is it is out of control. I didn't see it. I mean, like this is what I was I'm saying. I'm not curious like that. No, no, no. This is what I was saying to people on Twitter. Uh, like, you're if you you're not gonna post it if you don't look good down there. Like you're not gonna post one if you're not. That's a packing. good. That's a, but you never know. You might slip one to a lady thinking you look good. That's the only thing. Do you think you look good? And everybody was talking about like Seth Rollins, and I you know stumbled upon. I that did one. see Seth Rollins. Like he's a big dude. I, that, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's he's, he's got he's a not, he doesn't look that bad. But I'll say this: we were talking about this on the on the show. Would Robert Kraft? We don't have to get into that story. But if when the tape is released. Are you interested no. to see it? See, I'm with you. I'm like, I don't want to see it. And there God, are people. No. I don't go looking for those. Now, Dale is with me. He says, I don't want to see it. Keeps like, no, I'll take it out. Take it out <laughs> once. Oh, God. No. I have no curiosity no. with this Matt Riddle thing. Don't have any curiosity. But that's not why we're talking about Matt Riddle. He says, and I think this could be an excellent storyline if played out right. Matt Riddle wants to retire Brock Lesnar. When Brock Lesnar's done, he wants to take him Dude, out. Dude, I love people like Matt Riddle. I love people like Velveteen Dream who try to make something just... He's in NXT. Get the buzz. And he is so far away from like the track of an NXT person to get yep. to the main event. Like, of WrestleMania facing Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to be retired you would think. before that happens. So he's not going to be able to retire him. Maybe he comes back because he's... But it could be a one-off. Yeah, we're like, whatever. We're going to talk about Batista coming back at like 56. I would love it. It's never going to happen. But good for him because that puts you in the headlines. That gets you at the forefront. I wasn't really feeling Matt Riddle before, but now this, this, is, this is cool. I it like does. He's, got, he's not been given that great storyline in NXT. I think NXT is his domain now. I think him... with if these guys. It looks like these guys are being called up. Four of the top guys are being called up. So I think Riddle, Velveteen Dream, first of all... That match right there, oh, I got a little wonderful. bit of chills there. He looks exactly like the animated Tarzan when we were growing up. Oh my like, god, he really does. He, he looks fit. exactly like. He's him. got Bailey's nose to eyebrow, like doughy, like eye. But that's because he like was a stoner for like a hundred years. He looks exactly like the. <laughs> he does look like a hundred percent that. The one who slid down the tree yes, in the. Yes. Oh man, Tarzan. That's what I'm gonna start calling him now. He's got terrible music. That's my only issue with him. Eh, I mean, bro, like the bro thing just doesn't do it for me. Usually everybody has like a first draft in NXT and they get like a a little different one later on. I remember a bunch of people did. Ty Dillinger's was like one of the free songs I used to use. And then they came up with 10, which was fucking amazing. But I don't know what it is. His bro thing. It's like Zack Ryder was bro. Got it to like where I thought the yeah, limit he, and like when that where I think he's bro- like Spicoli, bro. Yes, fucking uh, <laughs> fast times at Ridgemont really High. Is. 
but he's supposed to be the next big thing, and I think he could be. But anyway, so now let's get into the good, the bad, the ugly this week with WWE. We talked a little bit about Roman Reigns, the good. I don't think there's much else to talk about. It's it great, great to have him back. We should see what happens. I still don't think he's, like, he's over because of his health, but I think it's going to be very interesting how WWE handles him over the next six, seven months. It's a don't put him back as the big dog like that's fine i think he's the big dog that's if they want like but don't use that character use almost the john cena character yes of just being a great fucking guy and i love that and he you can tell he's more natural in that yeah no more scripted storylines or things just let him go out there say what he wants to say let it even be bad let him ronda rousey his way through it because at this point at least he has so much backing behind him now uh speaking of ronda rousey horrible this is one of the worst things i've ever i thought the good was it was finally the storylines i think of starting to evolve where we needed to at this point it still where, doesn't make any goddamn sense but at least they're doing something to make me slightly interested that she laid down the tile yeah so like it, it's it's putting a bandage on what i thought was a bad move so that's okay but when she delivered that promo good god in heaven it was one of the worst things i'd ever seen it was so bad and i know you like the fumbling with her words this was fucking they're killing her they are killing her her. If you have somebody, fucking Ronda Rousey, household name, your mom knows her, my mom, literally everyone in the world. Call my mom, see if she knows her. <laughs> Most people know this woman. Hey, mom, you know Ronda Rousey? They are destroying She's her character. Toilet. Destroying her character. So, well, let, so Becky Lynch comes out for the 900th time during so the suspension. Stupid. I did like her aggressiveness in this one. Punches Natty in the face. Doesn't make any Attacks everybody. Sense. No, but this is okay. At least she's attacking people this time. Just have her out in the back lot cutting a promo being like, I don't need to be here. Yeah, like, Becky, you're not allowed ass. in. That's, that's like, fair. I'm a, I know where you guys stay when you travel. I know where you're going to be tomorrow. I'm going to be at the gym waiting for you. Something like that. Because this makes no fucking sense. Well, that's what everything somehow evolves in between the five hours of Raw. Like, I always love when, like, back in the day, it's like, Vince McMahon isn't here yet. We'll see if he shows up oh later. It's God. like, really? He's not there for work? Is he going to get in trouble? That's, that's but, kind of stuff fine, though, because I'm living in that world. You make those But that's what this is it. saying. That's what they're saying. Like, no, Becky's- it doesn't make any... That character is making a choice that nobody else would make. So, um, but Ronda Rousey... So, anyways, Becky Lynch is running amok. Ronda Rousey just pissed off. I love the way Ronda acted action-wise. She just comes out of the ring. It's like, enough of this, Becky. Like, she's just trying to take her out. Becky Lynch arrested, taken out of the building. Ronda demands Vince McMahon come out. Stephanie comes out. She says, Vince McMahon needs to do the right thing. Lays down the title. Regardless of how we get there, that imagery, I like. No, no, no. No, but I'm saying in this case, we heard your reaction. And I'm not going to argue with you. But I liked that move because it's like, listen, just give Becky the damn title match. I want to fight her. The world wants to see it. If not, here's your title. Yeah, they fixed, okay. to me, the story a little bit now. It makes a little bit more sense, which is great. And the thing with Ronda is she's so good in the ring. And the reason she's so good in the ring is because she's the opposite of kind of like Sasha Banks, who's also very good in the ring, but she's like quick. She's always like, like, Ronda takes her time. She's slow. No plotting. Plotting. Do that with your fucking promos. All good. No promo artist is the fucking micro machine guy. No. They're all slow. The Miz is slow. Everybody's like. Oh, they're just naturally I'm Triple H. And I'm, oh, I remember Triple H. I'm gonna say the same thing if oh. I get stuck because if I say, you know, like he just he knows how to deliver a little bit. Yeah, I he mean, he worked his way through his troubled times. And you go back to those early, like when Triple H first became like the top heel in the company in like '99. He really was like people. If you watch that now, you'd be like, that is the worst promo. You'd be ripping him. But it's like you saw that progression because he did that really slow putting and then I'm gonna deliver it like this yeah, like and the, now the Rock we, did the perfect yeah. impression of and, it but then you think about it, like now that's 17 years ago or whatnot or actually almost 20 years ago it is 20 years ago crazy but 
even go back to 2003, his promos were great because he wor- he knew how to get like cadence, like working in radio. And I'm not the most talented person by far, but it's like you learn your cadence. So when you get in trouble, you don't do the, I'm just going to speed it up now. Because I did that. I do that here, but that's unfortunately my natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. my natural state. That's but, the point of a podcast. Yes. But it's like you see, you have to find your rhythm and cadence. I think that's the one thing Ronda Rousey has never been comfortable with or learned and, and i feel like they're not even teaching her that that's the, that's the thing that's amazing they're like oh you're ronda rousey you just have do it. this asset that's million worth millions and millions of dollars that you're enough ma- about bailey that you i agree <laughs> you're making look foolish yeah. so that they fixed the story but man it took it was problems getting there so one good thing i liked about this week you you know we talked a little bit you touched upon smackdown being great i thought raw was better than it's been in a long time because throughout the three hours of raw throughout the two hours of smackdown things were coming at me left and right i couldn't shut my tv off because i felt like i was actually going to miss something that is a feeling i think we've lost with wrestling i think this is under this new vince mcmahon calling up the nxt guys to you know batista's return we'll get to in a little bit you had um, on Raw, that just the different style matches you were getting, and then SmackDown, I felt like every moment SmackDown was great. I couldn't. It was like, whoa, one second. So you had a contract signing. Daniel Bryan's in the ring. Kofi Kingston comes out, hugging people, kissing babies. Great. All made then, sense. Then Vince McMahon comes out. Boom. Kevin Owens is in. The only thing I would say for this, and this is the thing they miss out on, and they have so much TV time, or make it a backstage segment, make it something that's only online. With that Vince thing. Have him in a boardroom. Have a fake thing where he's mm. like, you know. No on. chance. I like how he still does this, like, oh, pump up a crowd. Yeah. You can tell he must have shoulder, like, dexterity issues because the shoulders don't. He, yeah, so I don't huge. think. I don't think. so huge in a suit. You can't do it. Uh, that actually could be it. I don't think he could clap over his he head like the new day. Right in half. <laughs> Guarantee it. He's, he's still massive. And a medium rare steak. steak. Actually, I think he has a rare steak. I think that's what they say. He's, oh. he, he's rare steak and a black coffee. And, oh. In bed. No, oh. but, um, but. But with that. I Hold can't. on, save this for the other. Give me, let me just, let's just get through some of the other surprises. All because right. I think there's a good point that you're getting to here. That, then you had the Hardy Boys return. Good or bad? I'm just saying, like, you didn't, see, I didn't see I that coming. I was like something I put up, but it was great. Matt Hardy looked awesome. Body guy all of a sudden. Yeah, he looked fucking good. And then you had uh, the three-way for the U.S. title match. You didn't know what was going to happen. Andrade kind of like, I want to see an Archwith Andrade match. Rey Mysterio comes sneaking his way in. I'm like, ooh, Again, and then the three-way. Logic. Yeah. Logic where he Rey hates Mysterio- him. Rey Mysterio comes out, knocks him out. It like jumps. It was his smoothest. I've never been a Rey Mysterio fan. Where they have him booked in oh, SmackDown, right now, he's great. I'm in. He's fucking awesome. It's like why Samoa Joe can't be in a position like that. Like he needs to get to Raw. But we've talked about that. Yeah. But he, I, again, he's one of those guys who's been miscast. He's a Raw character. He's he is a SmackDown. Switch him with Braun or something. Isn't another guy lost but in the sauce? But our truth fucking crushes the comedy act. His promo so. Perfect. It, and he it, has been one of the most underrated, consistent performers in WWE. And this is not the only time we'll talk about him on this podcast. But I thought the match was good. Like him holding on to it. Liked what would John Cena do. Like him with Carmella. The package deal. Everything's got it. Two thumbs up for what's going on with them. And then I see you put this in there. I've said this before. And I said they should have gave it to him, Kevin Owens, or Dean Ambrose. The Stone Cold Stunner is back. It's a fucking great move it was a finisher they, they acknowledged it again like we're gonna be a little bit all over the place here That's the fun. only thing with kevin owens i like that he was back i loved 
loved that they did the old switcheroo and it's the same thing that you said with uh, the same storyline on Raw oh. Raw didn't need that storyline with Charlotte and Becky that feud shouldn't have involved an authority it was good on its own they're adding stuff that's worse this is going to be great I think because I think it's setting up Kofi at Wrestlemania we don't know that for sure but it's got it, it. it's, it it's leaning that way what was the hashtag that was trending last week Kofi Mania what is it was not Kofi Fastlane no 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 so I'm going to start that yes because that's when I wanted the match but so that is what is happening and if that happens I'm going to fucking love it because that is what we talked about like that's extending the hero's journey and Kofi's moment is going to be even more special when he wins it at Wrestlemania because he's winning it at Wrestlemania well, I guess we're he's spoiler for one of our answers okay. so one thing with that is it's funny the, the new WWE the one thing you have to talk about since they said we're changing things up and people are like oh what's changed no here's what they have changed they are now adjusting so much on the fly there is no way Kofi Kingston was in their plans there was no way well, this is just natural wrestling though because they said it even yeah, last but night somebody got hurt Yes. And now it's been like... But this wouldn't have been Mustafa Ali. This, I don't think us fans would have really been this behind Mustafa Ali at this no, point. No, no, no. And that's why this is just one of those natural things. It's like the Daniel Bryan thing from a few years ago. But they didn't even want to do that. Happened. No, I know. And I don't think they really wanted to do that's this. That's what I'm saying. But this isn't such a lap. short term. That's what kind of bothers me a little bit. Like with the Becky, Ronda, Charlotte thing, that's a storyline that you can literally start at last SummerSlam and had all these ups and downs and like arcs and where we're going to get to. That's why what where they're pushing it makes no sense. That's why this, they've seen, all right, we have lightning in a bottle. But this just happened. This is two weeks old. That's fine. But you have lightning in a bottle. Yeah, strike right now. See it. Do it. Yeah. And extending it just this little bit is great because this is how you make a story a little bit better that was already awesome. I would have loved it if he wanted to fast lane, but having that WrestleMania moment where he wins it at WrestleMania, that'll be fucking Oof. unbelievable. Okay, so like, let's just talk about this. So right now it's so difficult because what as and maybe we're gonna get it all. Maybe WrestleMania 35 will be probably snowing in MetLife Stadium and freezing, and I'm gonna freeze my tingleberries off, but uh, and dingleberries because sometimes it gets caught up back there. Yep. But um, what's gonna happen is, whereas fans now there's three overcoming heroes: one, Becky Lynch; two. Seth Rollins slaying the beast, which <laughs> no, nobody even is thinking about right now. Roman Reigns has completely thrown cold water on that and his continued injuries. And now we're potentially going to have Kofi Kingston. Which is fine. It is. It is. I'm not saying it isn't, but it's like, wow, that's just a whole lot of like, which one's going to get the pop? Ooh, some of these people are going to lose. No, but to me, this is one of those things where they need to look at it differently. And I even think you need to look at this differently. Like, Please. like a show like Game of Thrones, which has... Also, it, it's kind of like wrestling. It has a million different factions. It has different sides of stories. You can have different people doing different things, overcoming to get to one place all the time. I think this is good. This is the best so I felt about. So who's sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of WrestleMania? Uh, it's going to hopefully be Becky Lynch. Okay. And then right say? before that, it better be Kofi. You know what this all this sounds like to me? Brock Lesnar's winning, but we'll, we I'm have sure plenty of time for that. So Batista, the big return. I'm putting this in the bad category. Batista's a heel. See, I again. Batista's I, a heel. I just don't want him facing Triple H. We talk, and you know what's funny? We brought this up about the AEW stuff. There was rumors about him going there, and you said I rather him go there. I personally rather him go there. I want attention to another brand. I think WrestleMania doesn't need this. Heard it on the job, we're not gonna today. He doesn't uh, want to take a swig. Yeah, he he only wants to wrestle Triple H. Would you give a he? Give him his name. Which one was it that said it? Uh, Nestle. Nestle said he only wants him facing Triple H. No, no, no. he's no, no. He said that there's reports out there he doesn't want to face new guys. He oh only, yeah, he's always said he, like, he wanted one more time and he wants and it was to Triple, H. Be Triple H. Which if you're gonna have like if you're gonna just give old people matches just because they want them, 
whatever. I guess they're put it on another pay per view. I get WrestleMania is the biggest one. I'm stupid for saying that, but I did love. It'll be good on the pre show. It'll be good on pre show. Like that old school, like grabbing the cameraman, dragging him. That was. But then the other, I love the first camera angle. You see Batista dragging a cameraman from a camera view to get to the other one. It was cool looking. I didn't get that. Like just have like your GTV thing. Like don't just have a or just put up like a camera on sticks and make a black and white. You can do that. Like that was just one thing that took me out of it because instantly I was like, well, he's dragging one cameraman, but another one's fucking filming him. So what's the difference? I still I thought it was somehow still gonna involve Becky Lynch, but it was weird because Triple H tried the promo saying we've seen Becky Lynch. We've seen this. It was almost telling you you're getting something else here. I like Batista return overall. I just, I maybe would have been a little different scenario for me. Uh, him and Triple H, Triple H the face, Batista the heel. I mean, it, I can, it almost would have been cool if they did a tag team, but there's no tag team that's like worthy of them. And you know, I can opine on this forever that I don't want to see this. It's a bad storytelling. It's a bad storyline. The way they did it was fine. Yeah, I'm not gonna it was like cool. It. Yeah, but I don't want to see this. So whatever, I get it. It's gonna happen. I just have to accept it. And uh, another thing you just we just have to accept. The Revival get that big overcoming. They won the title in a Raw match that you didn't even know you wanted. Here they are. Everyone's crazy for them. Two weeks in a row, they've lost to NXT call-ups. This wasn't even a legit tag team either. No, these are just two guys, but now all of a sudden... Are these guys booked. just up now? Are they all just up? The way that I've read and things that I'm seeing is that this is their way, like I kind of explained what I thought that they were going to do. They're putting them in front of the cameras till they get them into a storyline because everybody else from NXT, they just get called up. Vince McMahon says they don't know who they are and they get tossed aside. Literally almost everybody from NXT. I just don't get, like you just had call-ups. And now you're doing But you don't even, those call-ups, call and this is, ties in, those call where are they? We got Lacey Evans, which I kind of now into, her little struts down, fine. shoes you away, you guys aren't worthy, gets her ass back. But I haven't seen uh, Heavy Machinery this week. We haven't seen EC3 in a couple weeks now. But Lars Sullivan, I, there's reported anxiety issues. My friend, we've all been there. Uh, best of luck with it. But it's like, we have him, and then there's... um. Uh, Nikki Cross, who just dropped out to um, Ruby Riot a few weeks ago, haven't seen her. So those six people are like, yep, yeah, we were talking, promoting them. Get them out of here. The thing I don't get, and they did this really well with Bo Dallas like five years ago. They had promos. Even Adam Rose had promos leading up. He vignettes. Out. Those were vignettes. Those weren't even just promos. Well, that's those what were I cool. mean. Vignettes. Vignettes. You, you're just bringing these NXT people like they're just all of a sudden now up. Yeah. Welcome to Raw. Welcome to SmackDown. Take time, make vignettes, introduce them. Those are fun. Those are different. Like the bully vignettes were great. They were, but I think their theory is get them in the ring. That's what their assets are. And don't get me wrong. I thought Alistair Black and Ricochet this week. I'm not a big Ricochet guy. I love him. But I'm get, he, him with Alistair Black, I don't know what it is. And I love Alistair Black. I remember seeing his debut at NXT, uh, being there live. Like awesome, awesome intro. I love everything about his, the package with him, but put him together, I did like it. But I just don't get why are we putting the revival in that spot. And in, I guess a, in a jobber entrance too, it, already yeah. in the ring. They haven't. I haven't seen a, a revival entrance in like four weeks. Even when they won the title, I don't think they got an entrance. It's they're just. I think they're kind of. It's like a walk of shame. Like we'll give you the title, yeah. but you're gonna fucking lose. So uh, quickly on the uglies, no follow up on Batista comes SmackDown. SmackDown. Stephanie McMahon is in the ring with Shane. They don't just say like. We're stunned to see, hear about Batista. We're going to be dealing with that. Monitor WWE.com for all the latest That's where they just throw the logic out of the way. But I don't like that. But like that. Oh, no, I hate it, too. And, and, and like Charlotte. Charlotte comes out, cuts this vicious promo with all this stuff. Never says, like, and like this is a perfect opportunity to give these characters depth and just say, like, oh, and Dave Batista, you can think you walk back and, you know, come with the man. Like, don't get in my face. If I see you, I'm going to slap the glasses off your face. Something. I also didn't like the Shane McMahon 
just fucking recapping GM Kofi. again? No, no, no. Oh. Recapping Kofi's whole career in 10 minutes before he even comes out. Just do a 30-second video package, which I've done on, like, I've done every Patriots championship in 30 I think they're really seconds. pushing how big this and how long he's been there. Just, that would be so much better. You'd save so much more time to have for other stuff on your show than just Shane McMahon fucking singing his praises forever. That was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I think that's a little nitpicky, but I understand it. Then, my issue, and we kind of touched on earlier, we're duplicating storylines within, like, the same within, era in the same shows. They did it with AJ Styles and, um... Seth Rollins just before that with the authority figure kind of pushing them to be the guy, the yeah, in-your-face guy. That's a little different. That's just like a, a, a character boost. These are legit major storylines around your titles. Becky Lynch is wants the championship match, earns the championship match. I have quotations. Then you have, oh no, Vince McMahon, Charlotte's in there. Hold See, on. And then you do it the same thing. Oh, Kofi Kingston, don't sign that contract. First of all, sign the damn contract. Just sign it. Don't even, oh, music hits. Everyone gets stunned. Doesn't sign the contract and Kevin Owens is in. It's like, wait, we're doing the same thing? We don't have anything else? You know how you could tie it all in together and you could save the time? Give me a package. Put them together. Well, no, no, no. Factions. No, no, no. But you just have a backstage segment with fucking Michael Hayes and Vince where he's like, you know, Kofi's been great for us, but you know what we need? Kevin Owens. He's back. Kofi's not doing it for me. We're putting Kevin Owens in the main event. I know Kofi might have kind of earned it, yeah, the, uh, but no. I and, liked his and no then box can, office because then you could sell yeah. that. Be like, you don't sell tickets. And then you could just say, you could just relate it to like, look what putting Charlotte Flair did in for uh, Raw. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. And then it's like, you have continuity. We're trying to sell tickets. We're trying to sell our brand. We're not trying to get people who deserve it in. Yeah. Say it, that. Boom. All right. And you could do that yeah. and tell that as part of the story and it would make more logical sense. I still like what they did by introducing Kevin Owens, but you can make... Is them, Kofi... But is Kevin Owens a heel or a face? See, or? this is the other thing that doesn't make any sense. Just... This t-shirt says, fight everyone. After that tag match, cool he should have kicked him right in the gut and fucking Stone Cold stunned him. And not in like a dick way, but like in the way Stone Cold used to do it. Like, DTA, don't trust anybody. Yeah. I'm here to kick everybody's butt. It's kind of like what Becky Lynch is doing. Let's just keep the story like you said, the prize fighter. I'm here to make that money was, for my family. That's I'm what I wanted to, to say. Win. He at one point cuts a promo and he's like, I think Kofi Kingston destroy, de- deserves a title match. No, you don't. No, you, you don't care about Kofi Kingston. You should say, I'm, I've been out for six months. You know how much money that has been lost? Yeah. Get back to the basics. I'm not apologizing to anybody. If he no. thinks I'm worth it, I'm in there. I'm yeah, sorry. I think I'm worth it. This co- Everybody here thinks I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Boom. And then I just got very upset during SmackDown when we never got a promo of Kofi Kingston irate, pissed off. He was just like, ho-hum, like kick the can. Like at least... Um, you had Biggie and uh, uh, your boy there, Xavier Woods, just like, no, you can't do this. Eleven years, man. I, I think can't. that was like, but it, they were all just kind of like, it was as if somebody said, "You lost the match, no big deal. We'll give you another shot." I agree. That is another thing. He where, should have been pissed. Yes, and this is what they miss with like the intricacies of storytelling, where maybe he's not pissed in the ring, but then he goes back to the dressing room and fucking tears it up. Yeah, and he's just like, "What do you?" What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, how? What, to explain this to me. And that may could have tied and everything. Vince could have said, "Listen, Kofi, here's here's the numbers." Like, he could have done something like, "Here's the numbers." Character. I don't see your name on here. Like, character enrichment for everybody helps. So if you did that thing with Vince at the beginning, then you did that thing with Kofi. Those kind of things add to a story. They make it way more believable for your audience. If you have Vince McMahon being built backstage the entire time as the 
It worked with us for Raw. This is what Charlotte Flair can do for us. This is what Kevin Owens can do for SmackDown. Even if it doesn't make any sense to, it's like the Thanos thing. If he believes that his logic is sound, if he believes what he is doing is right, even though everybody else is like, no, Kofi deserves this. And if Vince McMahon is telling everybody in the back, no, shut the fuck up. I know what I'm doing. This is what's going to work. Then it makes sense. Then he becomes a bad guy. Then it makes more sense. Because now Kevin Owens is kind of in there, but I think it's going to help elevate Kofi's story. It is. It definitely is. We're going to spark it. I just don't know where we go. I did see a great tweet. I will not take credit for this. That there could be... So if we get this Owens versus Brian title match where Dan Bryan was silent. Great heel work by Dan oh, Just sit there. Just never flinch. Just hands crossed. Title over him. Rowan next to him. Perfect. But the one storyline I saw, I think it was Jack from uh, Cultaholic. He said, Zayn returns, screws over Kevin Owens, joins Daniel Bryan and their little faction. Because he's a big, like, activist, vegan. Oh, that'd be Zane. pretty cool. Could I be would nice. love that. And putting him and Daniel Bryan together could be great. With Rowan as, like, the muscle, have two great wrestlers like that. Two redheads and a... <laughs> and a and beard. Like, and a beard. Red, I think they're all redheads. Yeah, they're all right? pretty redhead, yeah. Um, but I, I thought the one thing in tag matches, I... Uh, but I thought Rowan looked good. And I've never Rowan said that. Rowan always looks good. No, no he he's always, ne- to me, he's never looked good. Shut your damn mouth. Because you were at a match with me, the two out of three falls at oh. TLC. No, the TLC was the Money in the Bank. Money, Money in the Bank. Bank. Where they stole the show that night. With the that Usos. was the best match on the card. A lot yeah. to do with the Usos, but those two big fucking assholes. <laughs> fucking uh, Luke Harper. No, what was their tag team? The Bludgeon Brothers. The Blu- the I saw them win the tag titles <laughs> at WrestleMania last year. No, we all remember them. The Bludgeon Brothers can fucking go in the ring. I'm not saying they can, but Rowan has never been the one. So Luke Harper is like a superstar to me. Dude, Rowan can go. Absolutely. He, he definitely has done a lot of work because he looked awesome during this match. I think he's never not looked awesome in the ring. I bet you I can pull up some tape. Nope. And his music, they kept it. That's the best part of it. Bling, 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 oh, bling, bling. All right, let's get into our main event. And now, it's time for the Rossi on Wrestling main event. All right, so we have lived through, I've been lived through 34 years of WWE wrestling. Realistically, watch like 30. So every year that WrestleMania is, like WrestleMania 35, I'm 35 in that year. It's, yeah, it's funny. I'm as old as WrestleMania, but WrestleMania is a year number older than me. Ah. 85? Because they kind of got like two and one one year. Well, you're not born at the age of one. So they went WrestleMania, then WrestleMania 2. Like when you're no, born, you're no, zero. No, 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 no. That's not how it works with that, though. No, I know, but I'm just saying. There's only been 35 WrestleManias. There's not 36. No, I know, but I'm just saying the way they name it. Like, WrestleMania 1 was zero. Like, what? the first WrestleMania. You like, know if you math think, works? No, I know, but I'm saying, like, when I'm born, I'm zero. You're zero, yes, and then you grow. WrestleMania up. was zero. No, it wasn't. It was one. Hmm, but that's the weird part. No, it's not. It's like Rambo. If you look at the Rambo, first blood, yeah, the titling makes no sense. It goes Rambo, Rambo first blood, Rambo two. It's like, wait a second, huh? Anyways, so why have we not seen a black WWE champion? Well, technically, we kind of have, and and again, I'm just gonna say, I feel slightly weird as two white dudes. I feel absolutely comfortable. I can talk about anything. No, we're gonna talk about Asian champions after this, Hispanic champions, Eddie Guerrero. I I I asked the question earlier in the podcast: Is it coincidence? I mean, it's been so long. And they kind of, they've, Booker T's been the world champion. There's been a few world champions. Let us make that very clear. We're not talking about the big gold belt. We're only talking about the, having the distinction of the WWE championship or the actual face of the company. Yes. Well, The Rock has been champion and he's a black Samoan. Yep. 
So they kind of have... Kind of black Samoan. Yes. But he was... He's, without a doubt, the biggest sensation to ever come out of wrestling and probably oh. the second biggest star in wrestling history. Yeah, John Cena. Well... Of Have course. you seen Blockers? It was actually great. Not bad. Uh, John forced. Cena's daughter in the movie, whoever played that girl, was fucking unreal. She was great. She stole the show. She really did that. Whole, like well, I don't know what her wife awesome. like, like Indian or something I like that. I don't know. She was fucking amazing. But she was really funny. Underrated movie. Not as like not up there with like, the good. super bads, but really good. Oh yeah, no, super bad to me is like the gold standard. I think yeah. us because of our age group. But the thing with that movie is it's a perfect like if you're kicking on the couch at night or have that's what we did. We watched like the Mister Rogers movie. And that's like let's just throw something on while we like clean up. I'd say it's even a little bit better than that. I would say it's Ooh. just below the level of like so you those would two thousand Judd Apatow like uh, whatever the hell the other guy is that makes those kind of movies. Like level comedy, so just a little bit. Boring. So like you would sit down and watch. Oh, absolutely! I thought it was fucking phenomenal. So, anyways, back to Black WWE champions. Um, so the Rock, yes. So there's your argument, but he's he's not clear. He's not under the distinction of a black WWE champion. He's not like black. He's yeah. Samoan. He's got ties. So what I what we've done here is I'm going to give you ten scenarios where WWE could have done it. And there's only a few on this that I actually think qualify. There's yeah, a couple, that's fair. There's that's a fair, couple that are you, outrageous on here. Well, that's the reason. And you know what? And we'll then say, who should there be? And I've had thoughts for the last few years. But there's some here that I'm kind of surprised they didn't pull the trigger on, especially knowing the shock value. Because here's who has been champion outside of being like a Caucasian, if you would. Jinder Mahal was the champion. And he was... They, they do that a lot, though, with the... Great Khali was the champion. They do that for like the heel... From another country. Yeah, but even still, like, where is... How have you never done this? You put one of these guys from another country. I don't care how you booked them. I'll get to one of them in a minute, but... The first one, to me, is one of the best ones that should have been. So here's number one. Mark Henry. First of all, when you look back at Mark Henry's career, a lot of, like, hills and valleys. By the way, did reach out to Mark Henry to be on the podcast. His agent did not return my call. I reached out to JTG. What? JTG. Shad, prime time. I don't know. He was... So, So you're telling me... We had Mark Henry as a potential, and JTG was the next resource. I was just looking for somebody who didn't have any connections still with WWE because I didn't know if anybody would want to come Great on. Great book, talk by the way. He has two books, JTG. All right, really yeah, good. Don't, don't I'm just trying to see. Yeah. I don't see him on my list here. Of uh, well, no, he never. I'm, he no, never. Well, you have Virgil. We could have hey, probably hey, reached well, out to Virgil. Spoilers? No spoilers. Actually, you're right. You're probably <laughs> you did talk about that. Um, but yeah, Mark Henry. Look at his career, especially like in the middle. Some weird times there. A lot of stories about him about his being overweight and having to go down to OVW. Came out. <laughs> some of That's the funny. What I do. Did you see a special on the WWE Network? By I wanted to though. Recommended watch. Yeah, really good. When you, I forgot he came out like Kurt Angle style tights. Oh yeah, his body. Think about his body. Kurt Angle tights fighting like oh, Jerry Lawler. The first time he ever came out to do commentary against like in a Jerry Lawler match, he was wearing that weird fucking leather hat. <laughs> Backwards <laughs> leather United States oh, um, Kango. Yeah, oh my god. So bad. And then, 1996. Another thing. Long time in the company. Still involved backstage of the company. A co-host. I'm all accounts. Open. One of the greatest guys in wrestling. History. Everyone says it. Everyone says it. So here's. And the, this was the best storyline he ever had. So but Mark Henry had a retirement storyline. It was all rumors. This is a great way of working the oh, boys, awesome. working the business. Rumors were running wild in middle of July of 2012, 2013, where Mark Henry is retiring tonight. He's going to announce it. John Cena's out there doing one of his rambling Cena, I'm the man he promos. And Mark Henry interrupts him. Boom, somebody gonna get the ass oh, what a, This is Somebody gonna get their wings level, clipped. Mark Henry with the That's What I Do, the World's Strongest Slam. The Hall of Pain. Awesome, the Hall of Pain. So Mark Henry comes out, per pink suit, looks like a million bucks, smells like a million bucks, tells John Cena, 
hey man, like, sorry to interrupt you. And John Cena literally gives him the championship belt, stands to the side and says, this is your moment. So he goes, mama, I'm coming home, says all this retirement stuff. John Cena raises his hand, points to him. Literally, I remember it was at a the shocking time, moment. it was a little bit of chills. Like, wow, this is really nice. They're doing this for him. Grabs him, world's strongest slam over like Rover. We're on top, money in the bank. Where John Cena defends the championship against Mark Henry. They, we're, what we're talking about now with Kofi Kingston. We're talking about Becky Lynch. Lightning in a bottle. They had it right there. Oh, absolutely. This was the most over Mark Henry was ever. And definitely, 100% should have won the title. And the only reason, the only way we can look back and be like, I see why they definitely didn't do it. Because the next month is when Daniel Bryan defeated John Cena for the championship. SummerSlam. Outstanding match. Started this that storyline. But... Would it really have been any difference if that was Mark Henry in there? No, but again, I'm not so much... This is one of those ones where, obviously, one of these guys should have overcome and won. But that story was so good. And it just could have been a one-off. He could have won the next night. It could have been one of those. Like Kane, when he won the match against Austin, he had a one-night title reign just to give him that moment. Because Mark Henry, when you really... We're going to go through this list. He might be out of all the guys... WWE only, never fought in another federation He did have the heavyweight title. Yes. And then it was part of the storyline where Daniel Bryan cashed in with Mm. him and Big Show. He's killing all the giants. But this was just great Mark Henry work. It would have been great because then the whole story could have been like John Cena was never prepared for this. Yeah, it was a two-week build. Henry beats him for the championship, crowned the first black champion. And to this day, he could have that on his resume. And I think he's very, very deserving. And it is a little weird, too, because at times they have changed there's always one title that's a little bit more important than the other like right now oh, the yeah. universal title even though it's never on tv or whatever it's still considered the biggest title in it is in the but company. i clearly think dan bryan's done enough no the biggest make- title in the company is the woman's raw title but i'm saying uh, no, like, great, out point, the, great point out of the men's title those tag team championships for the women Fucking solo matches they're fighting in. We, well, we give women. It's tag- the classic raw booking of just booking they're gonna WWE. fight. At the, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fight at the pay per views. So How do we the, get them? The back? pairs are gonna fight every other week. That so never stupid. happened. I watch WC, WWE superstars sometimes, and I watch those matches. Tag guys. Billy Gunn was never fighting a solo match in 1992. Just it have was all tag matches. Jobbers. Tag teams. Anyways, get off track. But what I'm saying is, Mark Henry at. Certain like the belt means different things at different time. At one time, big gold on Raw was a bigger belt than yes. the actual WWE yeah. Championship. So this may be a little bit unfair, but it's still like a thing that they've never actually put the company logo, the company belt, on yeah, on a black wrestler. Yeah. So next one, a little bit of what if booking here, but Bobby Lashley in 2007. Just to rewind, ECW champ. This is the main e- evented WrestleMania. Well, that's finger quotes no, going keep crazy. Keep the finger quotes all you want. Look back at that. One of the big, today, 2019, when you tell people Donald Trump was involved with WrestleMania, it's like, what? The president of the United States is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, it's true. Him versus Battle of the Billionaires. It was millionaires, I think, actually. But they're both probably billionaires. Anyways, you had Bobby Lashley versus Umaga, and the loser had their representative's head being shaved. Vince McMahon loses. Bobby Lashley goes over at WrestleMania, gets over, then is in a feud with Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Umaga for like three months. And he has the ECW title, loses it to Vince McMahon in one of the oddest stills of all time. There, it's like a, literally a picture of Vince McMahon wearing like a do-rag, which is another whole issue, uh, and like a sweatshirt, and he has the ECW championship, the death of ECW right there. But anyways, then Bobby Lashley gets hot. He is hot at this time. Like, he yeah, is over. It was uh, the, the biggest he's ever been. And people are like, okay, then he gets drafted to Raw, and you're like, here we go. But you know what ended up happening shortly thereafter? He sputtered out. He had a few championship matches um, against John Cena, one-on-one, leaves the company thereafter. Um, SummerSlam just returned last year. 
they could have to when you look at WrestleManias and you see things get over the news, the press, Bobby Lashley was there and Bobby Lashley was beloved by this company. You can just tell by his booking. They could have redone this at Vengeance that year after well, you the know draft. For a fact, he's good to his sisters from that storyline. He was booked in right when he came up. So he's a good guy. But no, I get it. They had a chance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bring that up. That is just the worst Sami Zayn, the worst Bobby Lash. He has dug himself out of that hole somehow. Well, he actually but made a name then, for himself in Bellator and in yes, uh, TNA. But, but, but back this, this was like, when he this was, was an opportunity. And they could have done it. And I think he would have never left. He wanted to be the guy. That was clearly it. They could have done this. They could have rode that. Maybe a big SummerSlam crowning. Imagine him versus John Cena 2007. It could be face and face. Just two over guys. Some of the best matches this company history have been faces versus faces. And you could have had that. But instead, they dropped the ball, let Lashley peter out and then he ends up departing it also is stunning to think of like the other people who've just quickly quickly gotten the title like alberto del rio quickly got yes the title. there was a perfect example another four and like foreign quote-unquote well i mean that's they've had mexican uh, and yeah descent. latino type champions for a long well, time never won, so i don't know if there's been a japanese technically but no i don't think well, next has. week's episode but they had no problem in giving it well i'm sure they had a problem and took them a long time to get it but they gave it to eddie guerrero no problem yeah but that was that's a whole story but that was that's how you do it yeah it was perfectly booked so another example our truth i love this the our little truth all oh, the little jimmies versus john cena capital punishment 2011 this is the summer of punk where where john cena takes on yeah, Little Jimmy's. Back then, Little Jimmy's meant a bunch of different things. But at this time, he was basically saying how John Cena was just there for the kids. We need somebody rough and there for the Little Jimmy's, the street kids, the kids that are looking for a hero. He basically Again, is plotting. truth fucking can do it all. He, he's a great was, promo. Yeah. Never been a bad promo. There's not he's actually really never been bad in the ring. Just oh, he's booked in, in a lot of weird ways. He's a me- tremendous wrestler. He really is. And 50 years old today. Just not no today, way. but like yeah, and, yes, he's 50 years old. Our truth is 50. 50 years old. That is fucking amazing. His body 31. I would say his body like if you showed me him and told me he was 29, I was like, oh, he's like a Greta Oden face or something. No, just like, to get his face. His body. Like, oh, body, yeah. Fucking 25. Yeah, so anyways. He looks amazing. That's a fucking... So they That's gave our truth Vince McMahon loves our truth they gave him a title match Capital Punishment 2011 this could have been a really good moment to do it again this could have been a quick and this is another one we don't need these we're not looking for guys to have titles for year long reigns we don't need the Jinder Mahal runs this could have just been a good time to knock John Cena down losing the title to a capable opponent someone that actually you would have never thought at that time it was would have important. been a great story especially at this time this was a good time to do it it was because then we were getting right and then CM Punk was in the mix all that stuff you could have done it there CM Punk could have then over overcome our truth then beat scene you could have done a lot of stuff with this storyline and they didn't pull the trigger uh and then another one king booker well king booker was the world champion he was once or twice during this time this was on smackdown this could have been an opportunity if you just kind of reshuffle it this is another what if we're going to direct match probably the most underrated wrestler in our era is booker oh t. booker t and just over like loved loved he had a great run as king booker at the king's court at william regal he had finley he had the bashams i think at one point no that was jbl but he had a nice little stable charm queen charmel yeah, yeah well, would have been a king perfect guy booker. Oh, it's so annoying but so good could have gotten over could have put him on the raw brand brought him wherever the title was at the time they could have given him the actual title even when he initially came over right away 
They kind of um, squashed. He unfortunately had that match against Buff Bagwell that like turned the times of. But do you remember his MCW? debut? He debuted attacking Austin. I yeah, believe, at right? King of the Ring. Yes. So he should have had numerous chances to be the WWE champion yeah. because he is legit one of the greatest wrestlers. Yeah, of all and time. I think he's beloved. Like we talked about Mark Henry in that same category. Booker T is even a step above a Mark Henry in the fans' like annals of time because he was the the guy when it came to WCW. Again, how end. old is he? Oh, probably 54. He looks phenomenal as well. And I one. think he still wrestles sometimes. Yeah, he has a school. He's, uh, fucking, he's incredible. He, 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 100, him is, I would say, a huge mistake that he never got it. Yeah. He is well-deserving. So we're ha- halfway through. Plus. Halfway through. Let's see if there's somebody else that maybe overcomes. This one's This one right funny. here. Kamala. Yes, that's right. The, what was he? The Ugandan the, giant. Ugandan giant. Oh. <laughs> Loved him. Uh, scared me as a kid. Great toy. Very hard to find. But he could have been a good heel champion. Think about it. So Hulk Hogan was beating everybody in the 80s. So in 1986, right after, you know, WrestleMania, where they're at their height, you needed a shock moment, I think, in WWE then, because he was just beating everybody. And he was a beloved face. Like, everybody loved him. Kids, you're, you're talking about your mom knowing Ronda Rousey. Your mom definitely knows Hulk Hogan. I loved Hulk Hogan. And you almost never. Bob the Love Sponge Wife knows Hulk Hogan. Yes. But I, I, I never. Thermos. <laughs> I ne- like, I'm worried about my thermos. I never liked Delta Warrior. I could just tell I uh, fuck this guy. From a very early age, I yeah, knew I was... about good promos and stories. No, I'm just oh, yeah. But. <laughs> He, he kind of bucked the trend of storytelling because he was so just magnetic and so awesome. Hogan? He had the belt forever, and it didn't really matter. Yeah, because he was just beloved. He was a hero. But they needed that one other guy to just a heel to have it for a while, or even just keep it. again, just so he could beat him again. Like what they did. If you look at like WrestleMania, is like whatever five through eight. Hogan was usually beating people for the title. Yeah. Or like he he'd overcome. kind of drop it to... Yeah, to you... Macho Man had it. Warrior beat him in a crazy great match. Sergeant Slaughter had it. Uh, they would find a way to get it off him to yes. get that moment. So I guess I was. Uh, they still did it right better back then. They would make the moment but WrestleMania happen at too. WrestleMania. Do you know who he beat at WrestleMania 2? King Kong Bundy. King Kong cage. Bundy yeah. in a cage. Imagine that being Kamala for the title. They could have given it to Kamala during that 1986 feud that yeah. they had. And then he could have been... Because he had a great... He had uh, Bakchi, I used to call him, but it's Kinchi. Oh, like his, Kim, Kimchi. Kimchi. He had all these different guys. He, he was, was a great the guy package. The, uh, the beekeeper outfit, right? Yes. <laughs> he had great awesome. package, great heel work. People would have hated Kamala. Yeah. He, and he, you know, he had the foreign heel... Give him the title. I'm going to get that Kamala t-shirt. I've always wanted to get it. Which is the star. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. So then um, another one that probably the, well, maybe this isn't the farthest reaching one. Not the farthest reaching. No, this this is. King Mabel 1996 SummerSlam over Diesel. This is during what is known wildly. Oh, no, no, no. The next one's the worst. I can see this one because King Mabel was over with children right now. No, no, he was not. He was an evil man at this point. This is past Mo. This is evil? This is evil. When he went to King of the Ring, he was a bad guy with the black uh, Mo. Oh, okay. Mo was mean. Everybody, I mean, Oscar was mean. Mo was gone. Um, and so this he, was when I was really into wrestling. Yeah, this I, is probably the dark age. So when Diesel was the champion, it's wildly known as like the worst bo- like time for WWE. I him. always, I might have just not paid attention. No, we were to fans, Diesel. dude. We were fans. I was a super fan. Yeah, of this me time. too. Like I loved it, and I don't really like. I remember this happening, but I honestly thought King Mabel was a good guy. So, <laughs> I so really did. Mabel wins King of the Ring over Savio Vega, major heel. Then Diesel was on his title run. That was the longest of the '90s, which was, was one of the worst awful. too. And they fought each other at SummerSlam in a match I would never tell you to watch. Really, really bad plotting. I think I just awful. like blocked like have like you a should. memento for it. Like I blacked it out. But this, if you wanted to get some actual Diesel to get some like heat, I mean some like people behind him kind of heat. Like I really want Diesel to get that title back. 
King Mabel was the guy to beat him because you needed somebody to make you actually fear and go, he can't beat that guy. I think this is when I've listened to the Bruce Pritchard podcast about this. This was when Vince was just like, Diesel's great. He's huge. People love him. And then they realized, no, Shawn Michaels, the fucking guy. Yeah. And Bret Hart ends up beating him a few months later. Um, so then we'll jump to Zeus. This is insane. Over Hogan. The only reason I'm putting this on here. This is so bad. It's because they were selling a movie. They were selling a, tickets to an event. How incredible would it have been if Hogan were to lose the title to this guy? I think... Looking back, it would be the worst thing that ever happened. But, I, like, at the time... I think this is Vince Russo winning the title. It's like an insult to the business if you let this guy... An actor? It. Yeah. Sonny Lister? Yes. And have you heard the, something to wrestle on this? Oh, yeah. That he was just terrible. He would wear, like, platform shoes. He could barely move. He had no idea. He didn't know how to yeah, do Yeah, he anything. didn't want to. He had no... Like, that's why they ended up putting him with Macho Man. Just... They turned Macho Man heel, basically, so that... He they would could, be a they could get him over. Yes. So that one's going to be tough. But that could have been a guy, just another one of those Hogan was on those runs where he was just destroying everybody, beating everybody. There was a lot of things to sell. It would have been maybe at the No Holds Bar, the match, the movie. He could have overcome and beat him for the title. And I think that was a cage match too. I think that's a stretch. But I like it. It's funny. Well, it's an opportunity. Almost tooted. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Virgil over the Million Dollar Man. This is an interesting he one. He never had the title, though. But during the run that was now unrecognized, Million Dollar Man had the title for like three months. But was Virgil a face then? No, Virgil was against him, but they could have done something maybe there where you could have put Virgil in a position because he was facing like Bam Bam Bigelow on house shows. Yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow, over. Is he a Hall of Famer? Should be. Should be. Anyways, but he, by the way, I think he's going into Hall of Fame. And you know who I think is going into Hall of Fame Little as well shot. this year? Uh, Lawrence Taylor at MetLife Stadium. Can they really put Lawrence Taylor in the Hall of Fame? Eh, who cares? He'll sell tickets. Isn't he a rapist? So Virgil could have beat the Million Dollar Man. alleged rapist, right? Uh, I'm just segueing back. I don't know. I'm going to get too deep. He should have been the champion. Lawrence Taylor. But Virgil, I'm just trying to think. During that run, or, yeah, right, maybe Million Dollar Man. It's a little sketchy. He fought Bret Hart on a taping of, of Superstars for the WWE Championship which was excellent match. Not saying that would have been the spot, but this is during Bret Hart's 1992 title run, which really nobody remembers. It was no. that segue when steroids were running rampant. They, they took it off of Ric Flair. They got it off of Flair, put it on Bret Hart. Eventually, Yokozuna, Hogan, then gets back to Bret Hart. But it was it, it could have been an opportunity. I think Virgil's one of those guys that like everybody loved Virgil because he was like I liked down. I was a kid. I thought he was cool. Yeah. I loved the music, and he had that kind of like... Really cool music. Shane McMahon style before Shane McMahon where Punches. he kind of like hop around yeah. and like wave his arm. He was exciting. I didn't like his barbershop pants. Those were weird. Oh, like I, even as a kid, I was like, what is he wearing? And then he went to like the boxer stuff. Yeah. But he was a big dude. He was like jacked up. He looked good. I guess you could have... There could have been an opportunity for something. Him. So then uh, another one, Shelton Benjamin. Now think about it now. Sounds a little weird. 2004... I was going back through him. I mean, you know how I feel about Shelton Benjamin. You love Shelton Benjamin. JC of the uh, Jabberknocker also loves him. I, this, he's amazing. He, in 2004, looked through his, once they broke up the world's greatest tag team in the, in the draft, he went on a tear. This is like the famous Shawn Michaels super Uh, kick. Best super kick ever. But he had some great matches and fans were, he was starting to build a little bit, get a bit over on Raw. no stopping him. No, there was none. But he was on Raw, which was the problem because that time it was the land of the Giants. And also just huge guys. Triple H. He's a big fucking But I mean names, like big names. Like Austin was still there. Well, he was, became like the sheriff or whatever. But if he had stayed on SmackDown and you had that storyline with the JBL, like he would have been a great guy to get over on JBL. 
because think about it, they just came off of Eddie Guerrero, who people loved and wanted to see. Good story, so then imagine a JB, he beats JBL and Shelton Benjamin, Eddie Guerrero way, in 2004. Shelton Benjamin, he would be a good guy to put up against some of these NXT chilling, guys. Chilling in the back, he's a guy that can take a loss. Yeah. He's one of these NXT guys. Absolutely, he's got that. And he would and just put older. he would put in great matches. Oh, he's he is one of my favorite all time in ring wrestlers to watch. Yeah. he just and you've been saying that forever. This isn't one of those. This is the one I could definitely say you're not a bandwagon jumper. No, anyway, he, he just is a. Great. He has a great move set. Not yeah. as good as Sheamus, but it's close. Yeah, he's got some. Great but for non-power guys, like he can do it all too. Uh, and he's, he's a power. He's a strong son of a bitch. And he's still super fucking athletic. Yep. And then the last one on our list for ten to wrap it up: Farouk over the Undertaker, King of the Ring, nineteen ninety-seven. This is a guy who was the first, I think, black wrestling champion in history when yes. he won it for oh, world championship wrestling Rock's father or were they I, he's technically or Tony Atlas what I, these guys there's a lot of sketches I just know when it comes to WCW because that was in yes, Mexico yes, yes, I believe yes, yes, yes. Uh, but WCW he won the championship in 1991 as Ron Simmons then he had an opportunity against the Undertaker King of the Ring 1997 Obviously, the storyline didn't go this direction. This is right when he shed the like stupid fucking blue stuff like all like over gladiator him. look. By the way, Sunny, Google some pictures. Sunny, just type in Sunny, nineteen ninety six. Put WWE in there. One of the hottest women in the world. Just my god. Anyways, so Farouk didn't go over there, but this could have been an opportunity again I feel to like get heat on the Undertaker. Farouk- give him, give him some like, oh man, I want to see. Like you did not want to see Farouk win. He wins, then you want to see the Undertaker kill him. Yeah, literally kill him, embalm him. I feel like they. And they're not doing it right now because heels, some of the heels have the belts. But you want the baby face to chase. And I feel like... And when, that was a bit issue with we during this time. Like, when we were really into wrestling, yeah. the faces kind of had I'm the I'm really belts. into wrestling now. No, but like... I know we, what you mean. Like, during we those like, height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to throw in one here. And I don't have any research to back it up, but I'll give you a, a Drew Bledsoe here. Oh, Drew Bledsoe. Number 11. Oh. Bad News Brown was feuding with Hulk Hogan mm. back in the 80s. That's and a I, good one. I don't know if he had the title then, but it doesn't matter. But this might have been before. He would have been a great champion or great heel People champion. Brought the, he was really bad news. Brown really, junkyard dog, but bad news. Uh, Brown, he's a, that, and that's like. And I think how did you not bring up Coco Beware? I mean, we all know my uh, Bobo, uh, friend of the podcast. He'll listen from time to time. I appreciate that, Bobo. Uh, he'll tell you everything we talk listening. shit about. <laughs> but that's the other thing. Junkyard dog is my first wrestling memory as a child. I had the big plastic figure, and I remember him coming out and being like, "This guy's fucking cool." He a hundred percent. I don't know what storylines. I know he fought Rick Rude back in the day. Yeah. I know he had. He was a big IC guy, but like, there's a guy that he could have been doesn't a need, face. Yeah, he was like a legit face of your company. He was fucking mad. He almost was the Black Hulk Hogan. He, like he was a big dude. Well, in every other federation that he was in, he, he was. was. He was the, he was the headliner. Just, from the little time you saw him in there, he was great. I Great interest music. Uh, grab them cakes. Thump. He was legit. Legit. Not a really good wrestler, because I remember I've, I've watched some oh, of his Oh, you don't matches, need to be. Hulk Hogan's not a great wrestler. But he had the personality Charisma. of a WWE champion. All 100 right. million percent. So I'd say those two guys. We'll add them in here. 100% should have been on. So out of this list, what we've talked about... Which one, if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, it would be definitely Booker T and honestly, the throw-in of um, the Junkyard Dog, JYD. I'm going Mark Henry. I think they really missed the ball on that one. Yeah. I think Mark Henry and a little bit lean towards Bobby Lashley just because of the time. King Booker, of course, but I just... Mark Henry, that story, that would have been so good for wrestling. I think... Yeah, it could have been so much because he really was such he's so good in that we'll call Twilight the end of his career the end of his run amazing and I think we're gonna get it so yeah who is it 
Who's going to be the first one? Kofi, I would, I mean, I don't want to wait this long because, you know, Kofi 100% deserves it and I think he's going to get it. So I think it's going to be Kofi Kingston. Well-deserved. I think it'll be cool. He'll win it at WrestleMania and it'll be a great moment. I was saying Velveteen Dream before because I fucking love that guy. But even the other, um, the one who's married to Bianca Belair, I always forget. Oh, one of the guys, Street Profits guy? Yeah, he's the the really charismatic. Charismatic guy. Oh, he's fucking great. So for me, I said it years ago. I think it's Big E. I think it's when the time is right. I feel like he's in what Mark Henry was in, like when he was in his young part of his career, just not ready yet. I kind just of. feel like Kofi is there. Oh, it's in his hands. Like it's up to them now. But I just feel like Biggie's the guy that, like, I could see as like all going back, like looking back and be like, oh, "That guy was awesome, and that guy was this." He has. I think he's the total package when it comes to wrestling. I just don't know where they're gonna I go. Think he's the guy I wouldn't be Vince mad about. Would look at and be like, "Yeah, it's a guy I want to be my champion." He's the big. He's huge. He's That's why I almost like, feel like they did this to Kofi. It's like, wait, you want that guy to be the champion, not this horse next to him, like this but, gigantic man? But. It's better when it's organic, and you can tell the Agreed. crowd just wants this. He earned it in that um, the gauntlet chamber. match. Oh, yeah. Well, the gauntlet match really is what Put him kind on. of showed you, hey, this guy's been here forever. And I watched a little 10-minute mini-doc about the Elimination Chamber and leading up to it, and Kofi just talking about, like, you know, I know that, you know... I'm not always going to be in the forefront and whatever, whatever. I'm, I just make sure my sh- sword is sharp so whenever I'm called on, I'm there. And he was. And he, you could, if somebody wasn't ready and put in that match, like, we're going to put you in there, you need to go for 50 minutes ish. Yeah. Some people might falter. He was great. And you could see that right at the end when he was telling, I think, AJ Styles. Like, 11 no. years, man. Like, you could feel it. Yeah. And that's what I think it is. That deep. That's what connects us with the wrestlers. It's not just it's like how you relate to yes. it. It's how you, just when you. It's how you connect with everything. Yeah, especially when like it feels real. Yeah. Uh, so you're go Kofi Kingston. I still think Biggie Velveteen Dream is definitely in the mix. New United States champion, by the way. I've uh, seen the North American with like a couple of the people where it's the Billy Madison where he grabs the kid's cheeks like don't grow old, stay yeah. young forever. I kind of want the dream just to stay in NXT. Oh, well please. Player. I want a lot of guys. I want people to go down. But um, will that wrap up this part, portion of the podcast? Before we get out of here, match of the pod. Match of the pod. Match of the pod. Match of the pod, it, for me, and I think this was for the world title. I don't think it was for the WWE title. but It was. Yeah. Triple H, Booker T, WrestleMania 19. Awesome match. The ending isn't what you want. It's the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I know we're going to rank them. Woo! But this, this, we're going to rank main events. Main well, maybe we'll rank both. We'll never know. But I think this is at least the up there on most people's list as easily top five. Yeah, it's, it's an outstanding WrestleMania. It's, and it has, it's his, looking back on it, it's better than what it was at the time. To think that was Stone Cold's last night, but that's not to do it. So your match of the pod. Triple H is a great worker, and he's even better when he has another guy who's a little bit more high energy than he is. Yeah. And that's Booker T. Great match. Seven minutes in between when he hits him with a <laughs> pedigree and covers him to beat him. But... It was a good match. It really is. For me, I mentioned earlier, Virgil versus Bret Hart. Worth going back to find. Not a, watch this. not a long match either. Bret Hart, Virgil, Superstars, 1992, November 21st. So much fun to watch. Virgil, you never think of him as a good worker. Bret Hart, you think of, oh, I'm going to put on a Bret Hart match. It's going to be excellent. You, you know, think of it fucking is. Yeah, you think about it like a Day O'Brien match you would watch now. But he is so good. And he's working with a guy you could tell is living that moment. Virgil probably knew, I'm not getting this title. I'm never probably going to be in this position again. I have an opportunity to steal a show. And he does it. Awesome match. Highly, highly recommend you go and check that one out. Uh, so that will do it for this one. Coming up, crazy is this? A week from now? We're going to be predicting Fastlane. That's crazy. Fastlane. You know what's even crazier? How many matches are booked for Fastlane? Three. 
Tag match, Usos, Shane McMahon, Miz. Rematch, yeah. Uh, well, technically, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Mandy Rose, uh, Asuka. Is that a match? Did that happen? I think so. Mm, I'm not putting it on there then. Uh, I think it is, though. What else from Raw? Is there any? I don't fucking know. Uh, Finn Balor, Lashley probably again, but like that's no, not. Lashley's part of that like new, new the new League of Nations. Yeah, but oh, probably it's gonna be, we're gonna get Shield versus the new League of Nations. Yeah, that's what I call them right now. Like this, Jobber Squad. I'm hoping they just treat this like a pay per view. Yeah. Raw. That's like, what like even what they did with the last pay per view, Elimination Chamber. Give me like five, six matches. Make give it like two and a half hours, three hours max. We're good. I would like if they're gonna do that. They're gonna have two pay per views leading up. Just treat it like another RAW. Yeah, well, they probably will. So then we'll have a reaction show the night of the tenth. Then we're gonna have best and worst of Stone Cold Steve Austin the week of the sixteenth. Got an open slot right now, so maybe we'll uh, do. We'll figure out. Well, we got some other stuff. Then we're gonna do ranking the WrestleMania main events. For all thirty-four of them. We'll come up with a cool little scheme. Maybe we'll get people's input on that as well. Awesome. And then we that close. And then we have a WrestleMania right preview around the corner. It's coming up, baby. We are fast tracking. A fast lane, move over. It's not slow motion or click. I think slow it should be called. Me. Uh, not his best work, Def. No, no, he's only got two good songs, and one of those is my favorite of all time. What's well, second favorite? Oh, um, uh, Back that no, thing damn it. I was trying I to told get, the story what's, today. What's the song? What was that follow up? It was another oh, one. He just uh, said the same word. No, but there was like a word. He just said, Huh? You understand. You remember that? You understand? You understand? That's his, like, he. Just repetition, repetition, repetition. Going back and listening to some of those songs, like the hot, especially like the Hot Boy songs when I was like in high school or middle school, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Most of these were just hot, good beats, but hot garbage. Oh, yeah. People make fun of music today. I'm like, man, the music I listen to was really bad. Really bad. I, told I think there's a lot of trash out there. I'm, I'm not a big fan, especially like current hip hop and pop music. But what I was, I, I listened to. I grew up a Barbie girl, for God's sakes. That's a great song. And even the other one that was exactly like it, Candy Blue. Man. No, Candyman. Candyman. Oh yeah. Opera. It's the exact same song as uh, Barbie Girl. But I was telling people at work today when I was growing up, my favorite song was Sir Mix a Lot. Back that thing up, and I was like, it was replaced by. No, Sir Mix a Lot is uh, Baby Got Back. Yes. And then I was like, it was replaced by back Juvenile. Thing. Back that thing up. So. I, so then was your new one that uh, Sean, uh, whatever his name is, that ass, 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 ass. No, ass. I mean, I do like ass, titties, oh, so ass, titties. So basically, well, who doesn't? Yeah, all right, who doesn't? We're all, we're, even the women listen to this love a little bit of that. All right, that will do it for us, Billy. Great job today. You can follow you yeah. on Twitter. Eh? This might have been your best job. Oh, that's sweet. I don't know. I usually go back and listen and grade myself pretty harsh. Right, so I'm harder on myself. How about myself this? Tweet, tweet yourself a stone. Going a grade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give yourself a stone value um, out of six. Um, so uh, follow you at Billy D2411. And we've decided that is because of Ty Law, New Hall of Famer. Yep. And Dana uh, Barris. Uh, that's so funny. A little bit Drew Bledsoe. All right. Thank you. I a appreciate bit. that. And you can follow me a at Jason. Tim even. Ooh, really? We're dipping into the Naring? Yeah, I mean, Steve Casper was the only Bruin I can remember that wore 11 during the time I was PJ Axelson? Was that right, fair enough. Liked him a little bit. Uh, all Definitely right. not Steve Casper, though. No, not a Casper guy. Teddy Donato, I think, was 41. 21. 21. Um, son got traded. See you later. All right, so that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate all the interaction we get on Twitter. Don't forget, you can like this podcast. You can share it with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We will, I think one thing I want to bring back, maybe each week, we didn't really look this week, tweets to us. Like, we'll, 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 we'll talk about them. If you have questions for us, shoot them out there. Listen, and we want to interact. I designed stuff. Oh, did you just shoot something? No, uh, you design stuff. I design stuff, so like we should start selling some T-shirts. So if you have any Whoa. idea, 
what our first mouth t-shirt should be. Just blast a big, big stinker? Yeah. Well, uh, the podcast should have been over. I yeah, think yeah. If, if you have any ideas, if you made it this far, tell us what our first t-shirt should be. Ooh, I like that. Could be a quote, could be a phrase, could be something different. Billy, design and love it. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Rate, share, subscribe on the iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mother. Grab your mother's phone. Grab the, the iPod. Just hit subscribe. She has no she idea how to use that thing. She just hit subscribe and just when you go back there, hit the download button because you need both. Subscribers is one number. The downloads is another. We appreciate everything about you guys. Frank says hi.